Welcome to the Jumpstart Your Instructional Design Career Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping new and aspiring instructional designers get the knowledge, skills, and confidence to stand out in the field and land their first corporate instructional design job. I'm your host, Jill Davidian, and think of this podcast as a way to put my over 20 years of corporate ID experience in your back pocket. I've helped over 500 new instructional designers successfully transition into the field, and I know what hiring managers are looking for. Whether you're looking for a career change and exploring if instructional design is right for you, or you know you want to become an ID and have no idea how to get started, you are in the right place. Join me each week for actionable guidance as we explore how to build your portfolio, transform your resume, and interview with confidence. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm talking about a question today that I get asked all the time. And it's an important question because when you're transitioning careers, you want to plan things out to make sure that you're not taking too much time to transition, that you know exactly when this might happen for you so that you can plan how long you're going to stay at your current job. There's a lot to consider. You don't want to have two jobs at one time. You want to make sure that, especially if you're teaching, a lot of times people want to leave their job at a certain time, like they want to stay till the end of the school year, but then you also don't want to wait too long. And then now it's fall again, and you still don't have a job. And so there's a lot of considerations to think about when you're transitioning careers, especially from a career like teaching, where it's time bound by the school year and things like that. And people leave all the time in the middle of the school year. But I know that some people really want to consider that strategically when they're looking at leaving. And so people approach this all different ways. You have people who just start applying. They're like, hey, I want to transition careers. I want to get into instructional design. Boom, I'm just going to put out some applications and see what happens. And then you have other people who go get their master's degree. That could take a year, that could take two years. And even then they're feeling not sure that they're ready to apply even after they get out of that program. And so it's kind of like that whole question, how long is a piece of string, right? Like it really can take varying amounts of time depending on lots of different factors. And so I want to talk about that today so that if you're thinking about transitioning and you're not sure what to really plan for, or maybe you're doing an approach that maybe isn't working and maybe there's something that you're missing there, I want to talk about that and kind of dig a little into how you should plan for this transition. So when you're planning for this, there's a couple things to think about. First is there are a couple phases to this transition. And so this is where I think sometimes people skip over phases. And if you skip over a critical piece in this transition, you think you're actually saving time, but you're actually extending the time because you're realizing that you actually missed a piece. And because you missed a piece, it takes way, way longer. Let me explain what I mean. I consider three phases to be involved in this transition. And two of them can kind of go together. And so those three phases are the learning phase where you're actually learning this field. That's the first one. The second phase is the portfolio building phase. And this is where I said that two can go together because sometimes the learning and the portfolio building phase are happening at the same time. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes you want to learn, gain some knowledge, some skills before you start building your portfolio. And then the third phase is the application phase. And I would actually call it the application and interview phase. So this is where you're actually applying for jobs and you're getting interviews and hopefully getting hired. And so those are the three phases in this transition to instructional design, learning, portfolio building, and application. 
What happens a lot of times, I see this all the time, in fact, I saw some discussion on Facebook about it today, is that people jump immediately to the application phase. Say you're a teacher, you're thinking, instructional design looks really cool, you've done some research, you've been on Google, you've been following some groups, you've been following some people, trying to figure out what's all involved, and you're like, yeah, this sounds like something I would really want to do, I really enjoy the curriculum side of teaching, and I think I could do this for adults. And you've heard that teachers have transferable skills. So you're like, okay, I'm going to do this. And so you just start putting in applications. What you don't realize is that you skipped two critical phases. You haven't learned instructional design. Maybe you've done a couple Google searches and you've read some things, but you haven't really dug in to learn the field. You haven't dug in to learn the tools You don't understand how a corporate project runs. You don't understand what design documents are and storyboards and how to work with subject matter experts and all these things that I've talked about and will continue to talk about in other episodes of this podcast. But you kind of skipped over all that. Maybe you didn't even build a portfolio either because you either didn't realize you needed to build a portfolio or maybe through some education-related samples into what you called the portfolio Or you just thought, I can't build a portfolio because everything's proprietary that I've done or maybe not relevant. And so you just skip over that phase and you go to application. Now think about it like this. If this is you, imagine that you are a teacher and you want to become a nurse or an engineer. Would you say, I want to become a nurse. I'm going to go apply for nursing jobs right now. I'm just going to get on Indeed or LinkedIn and I'm just going to start applying for nursing jobs. Why not? that wouldn't work, right? Like you submit your resume to a nursing job and you have no relevant experience and no education, right? Because if you were really going to become a nurse, you'd have to go back to school to be able to become a nurse. You have to learn how to become a nurse because you don't have that experience. And it's still hard to get a job even after you go to school, right? Because you don't have experience, But that's at a minimum what you're going to have to do. If you have no schooling and no experience in the field and you're just a teacher and that's it, you're not going to get hired as a nurse. Same thing if you were going to go become an engineer. Would you just say, I'm going to go apply for engineering jobs? Not going to work. Let's say you're an English teacher. You're not even an engineering teacher. And you're like, I'm just going to go apply for engineering jobs. It's not going to work. And I really honestly don't understand why people often think that instructional design is not a career change, or it's not an actual career that you have to learn like nursing or engineering. People just think that it's just something you just start doing, and you don't have to learn how to actually do it. And so what ironically happens is that people that have that mentality of skipping over the learning and the portfolio building phase and going straight to the application phase, think they're taking less time to transition, and they're actually taking more. It can take up to two years to transition that way. And that's if anyone ever hires you because you are not prepared. And so if you think about it like this, um, like I said, a lot of times teachers are told that you have transferable skills. And so you think that they just transfer right away. Well, think about it like this. Let's say there are 10 skills required to become an instructional designer. And there aren't really 10. I'm just kind of making something up, right? If you're a teacher, you may have five of those skills, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you have all 10, you have five. Whereas maybe if you're not a teacher, you don't have any and you've got to learn all 10. So you have a leg up as a teacher because you have a few of the skills, but you don't have all of the skills. You still have to learn the rest. And 
you have to know how those skills translate to corporate. This all plays into the timing conversation. So just kind of bear with me for a second. So what happens when you're applying and you are not going through the learning and the portfolio building phase, you don't know how your skills transfer. So you're putting the onus on the employer to tell you how your skills transfer. You're saying, I'm a teacher. This is what I've done. And I can do this for you. And they're saying, how? By asking you all these interview questions and you don't know how to answer them because you haven't prepared yourself. It is up to you to tell them how your skills transfer. And you can't do that when you haven't gone through the learning and the portfolio building phase. So I say all that to say that when you are looking to transition, you may think you're taking a shortcut by going straight to applying, but you're actually extending the process to the point where it could take a couple years or may never happen. So shortcuts sometimes just don't work. Instead, what you really need to focus on is going through that learning and that portfolio building phase to then apply. And then the application process isn't going to take as long and you may actually get hired and hopefully will actually get hired for an instructional design job. Now that we've kind of got that out of the way, that the shortcut really isn't doing you any favors, I promise. Now let's talk about how long each of these phases takes, because this really is important to go through each of the phases, and there's different ways to do it. So how long they take is going to depend on a couple of factors. When we talk about how long in terms of months or weeks or years, the most important factor is how much time are you dedicating to this per week? Somebody could have a full-time job, family obligations, all kinds of other things going on, and maybe only has like one or two hours a week to spend on this. Whereas somebody else may say, yes, I have a full-time job, but I'm spending 10 hours a week. Like this is my part-time job. Like I am treating this like another job because I want to transition quicker. Whereas somebody else could say, maybe they're not working or something like that. And they really have a fire under them because they're not working. And they're like, I'm spending 40 hours a week on this. Like it's my full-time job. Obviously that person spending more time is going to be able to transition quicker than the person who is spending less time. The other factor to consider is how are you learning and how are you building your portfolio? Meaning, are you doing the DIY approach, the do-it-yourself approach where you're using Google and free resources and podcasts and blogs and all those things to figure it out? Which, like I said, this is very different from just using those to get some basic information not building a corporate facing portfolio from scratch, and then going and applying for jobs. I don't mean that. I mean, you're actually really learning instructional design, and you're building a corporate facing portfolio from scratch, but you're doing it on your own. And I did an episode on what instructional design portfolio is and what all is involved in that. And so if you're interested in that and learning what is involved in that portfolio building phase, you can definitely go check out that episode. But if you are doing it yourself, that's one way to do it, right? You can also go to grad school. Grad school obviously is going to take a lot longer. It's going to be really focused on theory. I also did a episode on if you should get your master's degree um, if you're pursuing instructional design, if that's worth it or not. And so you can go listen to that episode as well. But that's going to get you part of the way over a lot longer of a period because it's really deep diving into honestly some things that you don't actually need. But it's one way to do it. Or you can go through a program where you're learning practical skills. It's not a master's degree, but it's more like a practical master's degree. So it could be something like my program, Applied Instructional Design Academy, 
or it could be somebody else's program. There's a couple other ones out there, all varying lengths of time because they go into varying depths of information in terms of what they're teaching you. And some of them are kind of like shorter, but you have to do some on your own. And so it just really depends on how much help are you getting? Are you learning from someone who's really been doing this for a long time? Or are you really just kind of winging it and doing it on your own. And there's no right or wrong. It really is up to you, but it is going to change the amount of time that it takes. So I will just start with the middle approach, which is going through a program like my program, Applied Instructional Design Academy, where we help instructional designers stand out from the crowd and land their first instructional design job. And it's really a comprehensive program, but practical. So I'll kind of go through that one because it's kind of that middle area. If you were to get a master's degree, it would take way longer. If you were to do it yourself, it would probably still take way longer, but it's between the DIY and the master's. So on average, the people that go through Applied Instructional Design Academy, it is a nine-month program. However, that is depending on, again, how many hours a week you're spending on it. So there are people who get jobs in, I would say, as little as four months. We've had it quicker, but it's not common. So I would say as little as four months, all the way up to nine months at the end of the program. And usually the ones who are spending four months all together to get that job are really dedicating probably about 30 hours a week on this. And that is because there is a lot to learn when you're in that learning phase. And there's also a lot to create and develop in that portfolio building phase because you are building a portfolio from scratch. You're not taking samples from what you did before because one, sometimes you can't use them, two, you may not have any, and three, if they're education-related, they're not going to be relevant. You have to develop for the job that you want, not the job that you currently have. And so you've got to learn the tools. You've got to learn Storyline and Rise. I have episodes on the software programs that you need to learn in instructional design and on the difference between Articulate and Rise, so you can go check those out. But you have to spend some time learning those. Like They take a couple of months to learn just the software tools. You have to learn adult learning theory. You have to learn the corporate instructional design process. You have to learn how to create a design document, a storyboard. All of these things I have other episodes for, so you can go find them. But all of these things you have to learn. And this takes several months. This is not something you can learn by watching a YouTube video or reading a blog or Googling in a couple of days. It takes several months. Just the tools themselves usually take a couple of months. Now, if you're spending 30 hours a week, it's going to happen a lot quicker. Now, why does it take even four or five months? Because you've got, again, the learning phase, the portfolio building phase where you are building several samples, several, not just one, not just two, but several samples for your portfolio. Then you have the application phase. And I will tell you that corporate, if you're coming from education, It's very different. If you're coming from another corporate career, you may be familiar with corporate hiring cycles. You will apply for jobs, and this is anyone applying for a corporate job. This is not just instructional design jobs, and it's not just people who are new who are transitioning to another field. You could be an engineer applying for another engineer job. You will apply. You'll put your application in. It may be a couple weeks to a month. A month is actually normal before you hear anything. You won't hear anything at all from that job for a month. And that's if you're prepared. If you're not prepared, you probably will never hear. If you don't have a portfolio, you're probably never going to hear from that job. 
But if you do, and it's a corporate facing portfolio where you have demonstrated to them how your skills transfer, not vice versa by throwing education samples in there, and then saying you figure out how these skills transfer, you are actually building things from scratch. Yes, you can build them from scratch. Once you've done all of that, it may be a month before you hear anything. And so what happens is like members of Applied Instructional Design Academy, they'll put a bunch of applications in and they're like, oh my goodness, I'm not hearing anything. What's going on? And then boom, all of a sudden they start hearing all kinds of things, but it takes a while for that to kick in. So that's a month right away. And that's if you're prepared. Then you have interviews and you know you may or may not get the first interview, right? So typically this process, if you're prepared, it can take about two to three months just in the application phase. And that's why you know sometimes people say, oh, transition in eight weeks, in eight weeks you can become instructional designer. You can't even learn instructional design in eight weeks, much less get a job. And like I said, this has nothing to do with my program. This has nothing to do with instructional design. This is just corporate hiring cycles. It has nothing to do with transitioning careers. Actually, they say that the average to get a job in corporate is even longer. But in my program, it's been about two to three months, but they say it's actually could be up to six months. And especially if you're transitioning careers, it can take a while. And that's from the time you start applying. So that's why I say that we've had people get jobs in as quick as four months. The application process didn't take quite as long for those people. Two to three months is an average. People do get jobs much quicker than that, but they really spent a lot of time to prepare themselves and get that portfolio ready. So you spend that time on the front end, and it saves you so much time on the back end. Again, people think they're shortcutting by just going straight to applying, and it is not a shortcut. It is going to take you longer. So Training Pros, which is an agency that hires contract instructional designers, and so they hire a lot of instructional designers to work with their big-name clients, and they hosted a webinar a couple of months ago where there were a couple of speakers, and they were people who had transitioned to instructional design from teaching. It was specifically for teachers. And so one of the members of the panel was a graduate of Applied Instructional Design Academy. And then there was another one who had transitioned and she did a DIY approach. She didn't go through any programs. She didn't get her master's or anything. And so there was a question from the audience, how long did it take them to transition from start to finish? And so for the person that went through my program, she said it took her seven months. And so that was from the very first day she joined the program. Actually, technically had already gone through a master's program in instructional design, hadn't gotten anywhere. This is way before she even knew who I was, but she wasn't able to get a job. And so then she found me later. And from the time that she joined the program and started learning corporate instructional design, the way I teach it, to the time when she started her job was seven months. And she actually had a baby in the middle of that. So could have been quicker. The other person who did the DIY approach, she said it took her 18 months. So 18 months to get a job. So you see how she was learning herself. She went right in and, you know, I don't know if she started applying right away. I don't even know if she built a portfolio. I don't know all the details. I just know it took 18 months. And so that's why it's really hard to tell you exactly, but I'm just kind of telling you from my experience that I've seen people get jobs as quick as four, but sometimes it can be five, six. If you've only got maybe about 10 hours a week, it might take you seven or eight or even nine by the time you actually get the job. So counting the time that you're applying and all of that. And so I really think it's important to be realistic. Like I said, sometimes people will say, oh, you can get a job in two months. That's not realistic. 
If you have not even learned the field at all and you have not built a portfolio, that's not realistic. So I don't sugarcoat things. I make sure that you really know what's going on. So if you go through a program where you get support, you get shortcuts, you're with somebody who's been doing this a long time, they tell you exactly what you need to know, exactly what needs to be in your portfolio, exactly what hiring managers are looking for. It could be anywhere from four to, you know, seven, eight, nine months. And that's really learning the field to the point where you stand out because you're really trying to stand out here. There's lots of applicants. And honestly, the people who are applying and not learning the field and trying to shortcut are really doing everyone a disservice, including themselves, because I talk to hiring managers and recruiters every week, and they get so frustrated with all of these applicants that they're almost like want to give up. And then they don't even find the people that actually are qualified because they're just so disgusted with people that are not qualified applying for these jobs. So that's a whole different discussion. And I'm going to be bringing on some hiring managers and I'm trying to get all that set up and recruiters. It's been a process to get that set up in terms of me trying to organize myself to be able to schedule these things in advance. It's very new for me. So we will be getting some recruiters and hiring managers on to talk about that. So if you're doing it yourself, could take up to 18 months, right? If you go through a master's program, it could, well, also take up to 18 months, maybe longer, two years, maybe more than that. Because once you go through the program, you still have to learn the practical side and build a portfolio because you don't do that in your master's program. So, I mean, it's probably more like three years if you go through a master's program. So that's kind of the range, right? I just think it's important to kind of make sure that you understand what all the components are and make sure that you are going through each of the phases, the learning phase, the portfolio building phase, and the application phase and that you're not skipping over or thinking that maybe the application phase is like a week, you're going to apply, you're going to get a job. You can't skip over any of those parts, you have to go through them. And so once you realize you have those three phases, like I said, just know the application phase itself is a couple of months, if you're prepared. So once you know that, you think about how many hours you have a week to dedicate, which approach are you going to take? Are you going to have someone help you? Are you going to do it yourself? And then you kind of go from there. And so Like I said, it's kind of like asking how long is a piece of string? This could take four months. This could take two years. It just really depends on your goals. So again, the average, if you're dedicating, most people are not dedicating 30, 40 hours a week on this. So let's say if you're dedicating 10 hours a week on this, if you go through a program, it's likely going to be, like I said, probably about seven, eight months, somewhere around there. And then could be longer depending on if you're going a different route. And so hopefully that helps you to have an idea of what to think about and what to consider when you're trying to plan this out. Because I know, especially at this point, people are saying, oh, I don't want to go back to teaching in the fall. You know, we're in April right now. So that's May, June, July, August, September. So that's about four to five months from now. Is that feasible? Absolutely. If you're taking the summer and you're like, I am going to dedicate my summer and I'm going to do this. Absolutely. But I will tell you that you're going to have to put in some work. This is a career transition. You are going to have to put in some work. We want everything instantly, right? Like we want it to happen quickly. This is not one of those things. It's not going to happen that way. It doesn't take years And realistically, if you think about it, a few short months is not much because you're going to look back on it in five years. You're going to say, 
wow, I transitioned careers in just a few months, like a whole new career, like going from a teacher to a nurse or an engineer, like I transitioned and I was able to have a huge jump in salary and I was able to have less stress and more freedom and all this stuff in just a few months. It's going to be like a blip in time when you look at it in five years. Now, right now it feels like a lot. It's not long in the scheme of things, but you have to go through it and you have to walk through the steps. So hopefully that gives you an idea of how long it's going to take you to transition. Will you be able to transition with the timing of when you want to? All of those kinds of things. And sorry, I couldn't give you a specific answer and say it's going to take X amount of months, but it just doesn't work that way because there's just way too many factors. So I hope you at least got something to think about as you're considering this transition. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you are loving this podcast, I would love if you would leave me a review and share it with your friends, colleagues, anyone who is interested in transitioning into instructional design, and I will see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to the Jumpstart Your Instructional Design Career podcast. I hope you've gained valuable insights that will help you on your instructional design journey. Did you have a moment of clarity? Maybe you have some additional questions. Let's discuss in my Facebook group, which can be found in the description below and in the show notes at learningstrategyanddesign.com slash podcast. If you love the show and want to hear more, follow the podcast and give me a rating and review. Let me know if there's a specific topic you'd like me to cover or a guest you'd like me to have on the show. You can also check out more resources for breaking into instructional design on my website, learningstrategyanddesign.com. Stay tuned next week as I bring you more tips, tools, and strategies to jumpstart your instructional design career.